it is Monday morning. It's Megan Chapa, and I just wanted to say thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing and subscribing. And if you haven't done so yet, I would greatly appreciate that. And then, you know, one word of advice. We all want to travel, but there really is still COVID-19 happening in the world. So be aware of where you can go and where you can't go. And if you don't know, um, contact a travel advisor. They will point you in the right direction. They'll also tell you who's having some really good buys right now. Uh, where you can invest your vacation dollars because your vacation dollars are tourism dollars that will help rebuild the com- the countries that you are visiting. And then lastly, I wanted to say we had some great episodes over the last month or so, and those are Colombia, Krakow, Kenyan safaris, updates in Jamaica, and more. So feel free to listen back on those. They are great episodes. Without further ado, Please enjoy this week's episode with Miguel Leal on Oporto and the northern regions of Portugal for wine tourism and where you should go. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. I am Megan Chapa of Travel Radio. I am your host and today I have the privilege of a new first time guest. Welcome Miguel Leal to Travel Radio Podcast. Miguel is of ML Private Tours and would you just take a minute to introduce yourself and what you do in Portugal? Hi, Megan. Hello to all the listeners. So my name is Miguel Leal. I have a small company called Emil Private Tours. So I'm based in Porto, in the north of Portugal. And we are specialized in wine tours and olive tours. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Uh, If people are wanting to follow along online, can you tell them where they can find you? Well, the, you can follow us through our website, mel-privatetours.com, uh, and Facebook, we are in Facebook also, mel-privatetours, and uh, you can speak with me by WhatsApp, email, my email, miguelial at mel-privatetours.com. Great. 24 hours a day. Okay. I have it pulled up so people can see your beautiful website. So then, um, will you introduce today's topic? And, you know, we know we're going to Portugal. So what are we talking about today? We'll speak a little more basically about the, the Portuguese wines and a little about the olive oil and all is uh, reflected in our, uh, it's a, uh, uh, how do we say, it's a social sink. More, uh, it's cultural. Okay. It's part of our, our heritage. Yeah, because people think, when they think about, I guess, wine tourism, they would think Italy. But we're going to say today, include Portugal in that. And actually, Portugal has, is it, am I correct in saying, is it the oldest grape varietals? Is that true? Some. Some. So, for instance, uh, we something that people don't know outside Portugal is that we have 200 native grape varietals. Hello. So, uh, after, after Italy, we are the second country in the world with the most native grape varietals. Oh, wonderful. So, f- uh, for a country small like Portugal is, we have... 15 wine regions spread all over Portugal. Okay. And uh, and uh, one thing that is uh, the main thing about us is the blending, because for us it's natural to blend the varietals. So sometimes it, 
it's easy. Uh, there are some wines that you can have inside the bottle, 30, 40 grape varietals, blended. <laughs> so when you look at a bottle of Portuguese wine, you're not going to necessarily see it say Tempranillo or Merlot. It's it's everything. It's a party in there. <laughs> it's a party. And yeah, so we won't find Tempranillo Merlot. Why? Because we are speaking about Portuguese native grape varietals. So, for instance, our what we called our queen mother of the grape varietals, Turiga Nacional. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Tinta Roriz, we have Tinto Count, Tinta Francisca. Oh, I could speak hours and hours about the varietals. <laughs> and uh, even us, even the producers don't know exactly sometimes yeah. what they have blended in, in the fields. So <laughs> it's, 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 it can be... It can be funny. It can be funny. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't meaning to throw Tempranillo in as a Portuguese grape. I just meant um, you won't see a label that says a single variety is what I should have said. I was using an example, but I should. Yeah. So, for instance, uh, we are doing now, even because of the the U.S. market, uh, more and more producers are starting to make monovarietals. Okay. Because, uh, but uh, I can tell you that, for instance, when they come here, uh, the guests with me, I try not to give them the monovarietals, but the, the blended. Why? Because it's the the main characteristic of the Portuguese wines. I know it can be cur- curious because uh, I know that the reputation of blended wines, mainly in the U.S., is still not a good thing. It's still not connected with quality wines, but it's interesting to see when people come here and they taste it and they say, oh, actually, it's good. It's something different and it's mm. interesting. Yeah, our table wine, tell me if you know this bottle. <laughs> um, it's not an expensive bottle. It's a Porto 6. Yes. You know this bottle? It has the trolley on the on the label? Oh no, I don't. I don't know that. Sorry, that we are so many producers and so many bottles that <laughs> yeah. it's complicated to know to know it all. Yeah, but, my husband's uh, been branching no. out to another one also. I, I mean, we just fell in love with Portuguese wines while living here in England, and because uh, they're, I, I mean, they're not a ton available, but this mm. little wine shop said you should try this, and we tried it and we liked it. And so now we've kind of been seeking out Portuguese wines. So we have another couple of bottles that we've rolled into the mix, but that Porto 6 bottle is is still my favorite. So, so you said, uh, said a very interesting topic because of the, 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 the prices. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can still, Portuguese wines are still affordable. Mm-hmm. So for the quality, you can still uh, have good prices. Yeah. For instance, uh, it's, uh, you, when you come here, you can, or us, we, if you go to a restaurant, and uh, it's typical we ask for the, the wine house, and it can cost you five, six euros a bottle. And the quality yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And that's in the restaurant. <laughs> in, in the restaurant, yes. So yes. normally, the medium range, I should say, in my opinion, normally between 15 and 20 euros, mm-hmm. the quality must be amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So will you talk a little bit about our countries, your country and my country, so the U.S. and Portugal? We have an interesting Mm. shared, you know, um, I mean, wine has a common thread in our countries. Going back to the Revolutionary War in that 
mm-hmm. the Revolutionary War, uh, like, for example, George Washington would have Portuguese wine order like that was a regular order for him. So in our family now for the 4th of July, we're toasting with Portuguese wine because if it was good enough for George Washington, it's good enough for us. So <laughs> will you speak a little bit about specifically Madeira wine? I know this isn't exactly your region, but just a little a little glimpse because the 4th of July is coming up and it's it's a good topic for my watchers. Well, the the funny thing, most of all about Madeira wine, th- that uh, it was discovered by accident. Okay. So, and it was uh, on the in our colony Macau, that now is China, but there was a ship that was carrying barrels of Madeira mm. wine to not Madeira table wine. Okay. You should consider, but with the months on of traveling on the sea. It, it didn't arrive in the best conditions. Yeah. To, to Macau. Yeah, hot, cold, so, hot, cold. Yeah. And suddenly they said, oh, it's too sweet because it's maybe it says too long on the on the barrels. And Madeira was discovered like that. Because they, <laughs> and then, they mix, um, they mix pork. It's mixed. Yeah. Or brandy. It's, it, it's it's also with brandy. Okay. So I should say that the main difference between uh, Madeira wine and port wine is uh, Madeira it's a little drier. Okay. Uh, and port it's a little more sugar. Okay. Sugar flavor. But nowadays there's uh, it changed a little. The, uh, we should drink the port wine in Madeira, for instance. Nowadays, it's recommendable to fresh uh, uh, to put on the freezer a little before you serve it. Yes, because the main idea is to disguise the the brandy flavor, and you can actually <laughs> feel the natural aromas of the wine. Interesting. What? Okay. So, quick quick pairing tip: What would you eat with Madeira? Uh, cheeses, almonds. Uh, Maybe some um, egg desserts. Okay. Or simply as an appetizer. Okay. So you're serving it as a as a small portion. It's always small portion, but here's the thing uh, that is important in Madeira wine and port wine. Actually, there is no rules how we <laughs> should drink it and serve it. <laughs> okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. So then um, let me get back on the topic of, you know, what you do um, and, and wine tourism in Portugal. So what is the best time of year, in your opinion, to come and travel the vineyards and olive groves? So uh, um, I should say two times in the spring, so above Easter, when it starts blueing, all the colors, the green yeah. leaves, the leaves are coming again. The days are good. The temperature is not too hot. Okay. Or or September, October, mm-hmm. when it's the harvest time. Oh, fun. Okay, that's fun. Um, are there options to participate in the harvest at all? Yes, you can. If, for instance, uh, it's still very traditional and uh, typical to stump the grapes by feet in the Douro Valley. <laughs> That's great. And uh, and there are some wineries where you can uh, stump the grapes. I have done this before, at, not in Portugal, but in 
Mm. actually in a Pahrump in Las Vegas, outside of Las Vegas. Mm. You can't believe it, but there is a winery there. And my husband and I joined a competition, and uh, we we lost. <laughs> we lost the competition, but it was quite the leg workout, and it was a lot of fun. So now it can be they have the wineries. They have a special pro- program, one day program, where in the morning you join the the normal workers. You have the breakfast with them. Mm-hmm. Then you go and cut the grapes. Mm-hmm. Then you return for a lunch where you can have a wine tasting. Mm-hmm. And in the afternoon, you are invited to join them in stumping the grapes. Oh, fun. That's neat. That's really exciting. All right. Well, then um, let's do a little bit of um, if I were to call you up and just mm-hmm. so, you know, we're going to we're going to play like the booking it game. And so I'm going to call yes. you. And, sure. and and we're going to book a tour. So <laughs> are you ready <laughs> to play the game? Yes, of course. Okay. Let's do it. Ring, 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 ring. Hello. Hi, this is Megan Chaffa. I'd like to talk about booking a tour, but I don't know if I like Portuguese wine. I don't know if I like you know the idea of drinking olive oil. And I just don't know how to even get started on this thing. So... Can we talk about, I guess, firstly, you know, how big are your tours? Is it going to be just us or are we going to be with other people? I'm a little bit concerned about that. Okay, so uh, we are a small company and our tours are just private. So it's basically you. Okay. So we work we work from two to seven persons. Okay. And... And all our tours are tailor-made, so we try to make the tours adapt for your expectations and your needs. Okay, so then if we, where are we going to fly into, and then do we rent a car, or do you come get us? How does that work? So we have a fleet. We work with Mercedes cars. Okay. So we'll pick you in the airport. So we are based in Porto, but if you arrive in Lisbon, we no problem. We can pick you at uh, at the airport, and uh, we help you prepare your program, your tour, the places you want to visit, and um, and the wineries. So then, just, how- just let them know what's sorry. Oh, sorry. Keep going. And uh, let's do let's do the the, the the tour together. Just tell me what you want to do. So then, um, should I book my hotels myself? Would you give me pointers? Should I go through a travel agent? How does that work? Well, well, I can help you uh, recommend the hotels. Okay. The thing, uh, and you make the the booking the hotel directly. Okay. And the rest, I help you plan the visits, the wineries. Uh, for me, you just have to pay my services and all the rest, you pay direct. Okay, wonderful. And then, like, should we go for a day? Should we go for two days? Is it a couple hours? How do we do that? So, uh, it's a, f- a full day. Okay. You you are with me as long as you want. Okay. It can be... Uh, <laughs> It can be from nine hours, ten hours. It doesn't matter because our service is just for you. And as long as you want to be uh, touring, we are with you. Okay, so if I want to do like a, a vineyard tour, 
Like how yes. many, how many would be like, what could I expect on the day? What would that look like if we did the whole day? So what normally I recommend, uh, the wineries is two wineries a day. Okay. Uh, and in one of the wineries, including lunch. Okay. Because uh, the the thing is, because uh, it takes a little time in the wineries uh, to to make the visit the winery, to make the tastings, and above all, to do it with calm, so not rushing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because uh, we we believe that doing things in a rush is not fun. Yeah. So you should suppose you are in vacations, you want to relax a little. So wine is to relax. Yes. So. Relax, have fun, enjoy the wines, enjoy the, the, the beautiful uh, scenery. And then there's uh, normally after the second winery, people get a little tired. That is normal. <laughs> that is absolutely normal. Yes. So th- there's several options. If you want to just lay down in the winery near the swimming pool, relax, have a little sunbathing, it's okay. Or if you want to make a boat ride, it perfect. Just let us know what you want to do. Oh man! With us, you control the hours. It's not. It's not us. It's you. Okay, excellent. So, if I wanted to do, for example, olive oil, also, uh, and mm-hmm. do like maybe half day, half day. What I mean, it's possible. Yeah. Okay. So, what about? I mean, I don't really want to drink olive oil. Are we dipping? How are we? How does that process no. happen? It's funny because olive oil, it's um, it's a little like uh, the, um, the wine because there's different varietals mm-hmm. in olive oil. And it's also blended. So okay. uh, you, what you do, it's tasting. It's not drinking. You just <laughs> taste a little. You just taste it. And of course, then it's good to have a little of bread. But it's important because uh, most of the people do, really don't know a lot of olive oil, and above all, the percentage of the acidity. Okay. Because according the acidities, some olive oils are good for uh, fish, others are good for salads, others are good for cooking. Okay. And uh, there's difference in the olive oil, so it's funny really to understand the difference. Yes, and that as a consumer will uh, you will learn how to uh, choose your olive oil better, and according the kind of salads or meats or fish. Yeah, that's actually really interesting. I think that would be good to know because I'm just do I have olive oil in the cabinet? Check, <laughs> like it's one kind. Do I have it? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> so yes, but but it will you will learn. Really, that yes, there's different olive oils. Okay, that's really interesting. And then you know, if I'm if I'm in the Oporto region, we we spend you know a day together. We do these things. Um, mm. What do you recommend I do? Do I stay up north? Do I go south? How does that happen? Well, Portugal, it's uh, there's a lot to see in the north or in the south. The even though Portugal is a small country, there's a lot to see because mm-hmm. in, in the north, it's more mountain. The south is plain. The south, the beaches and the wine is everywhere. The food is everywhere. 
Okay. You have Nazare in the center with the big waves, Coimbra, one of the oldest universities in the world. Mm. So if you, I should say one week traveling around Portugal. Okay, wonderful. One week. Okay. So then can you help us get back to Lisbon? Can you transport us back or to our next destination? Of course. Uh, you are with me from the beginning to the end. Okay. Of course. <laughs> this is wonderful. And then how do you, I know this is international a lot of times, how are you accepting payment? Like how can we go about that? So normally uh, you can do it by bank transfer. You can pay with credit card okay. or paying in cash. It's up to you. Okay, wonderful. That's good to know. Um, all right. Well, I think that's the end of my questions. It sounds like it's going to be an awesome tour. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you should that you would like to tell me? Uh, just prepare to have fun. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you that that laying out by the pool sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, more of that please right now in the gray english countryside which is still beautiful but sunshine sounds good oh well thanks for playing that little game with me that was good information now i want to go through a couple of these pictures that you sent me and mm -hmm. um and and then just if you could you know speak on them a little bit so right now yes. i am going to bring up a picture of you holding a glass of wine. What kind of, what, what is this bottle? Do you even remember? It's a red wine mm -hmm. from Dodo Valley. Um, it's a, it's a, a normal one, uh, everyday wine. Okay. Everyday wine. So actually I took that picture because I was uh, developing the new website. Okay. And, uh, and the company that created the website to tell me we need a photo. For, for the website, uh, the website of you. Yes. And actually, uh, I was having lunch. Oh, perfect. <laughs> and I, I simply say, um, I think this is a good opportunity. Okay, let's take a photo. Perfect. And it was like that, you know? Yes, wonderful. Okay, good. All right, my next one is a bottle of, look, it says, Vina de Foggio. Foggio? Quinta do Foggio. Yes, Quinta do Foggio. And... Yes. And it looks like this is a tasting. It's, we've got some cheese and some bread. Where is this taken? This was a, a, boutique, a small winery in the Dodo Valley. So I call it boutique because actually uh, it's not uh, accessible normally. So it's a, a kind of private. Okay. And you just need to uh, talk with the owner. And maybe or maybe not, she will receive you to taste the wine. <laughs> so, so it's a very small producer, mm -hmm. uh, but the wines are very famous, the wines. And uh, I have the chance, the opportunity to work with her. She, she's, uh, she's an amazing person. And uh, normally she, um, she accepts the visits, depending. Actually, in this case was with an American couple. And uh, this represents the... A little out of the Portuguese we are, you know, simple things. So with a, what should we have with the wine? Cheese and bread, it's simple. Yeah. You yeah. know, just taste the wine, enjoy the views, and that's it. Yeah. Don't complicate things. <laughs> I like it. Okay, this next one is an endless row of wine barrels. 
Where is this at? This is uh, one of the most, uh, shall we say, fancy wineries okay. in the Douro Valley, called Quinta do Crasto. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody wants to go there. And mainly also because of the wines that are really, really good, but mainly because of the infinity swimming pool they have on the top of the property. That does and you're nice. facing and you're seeing the river. Oh, lovely. Good wine, a view and a pool. This is And the pool and and some and they do lunches there also. Oh, yeah. So actually you have there a photo that you see with the table. It's actually from the same uh, uh, property. It's on the screen right now. Yes, that looks amazing. <laughs> really amazing. And the vineyards on the hills in the background? Yes. Gorgeous. So so this you can see it's important this photo with the table because what when you see this photo you see that it's to relax. Yeah. Just switch off and there's no time, there's no worries, just have fun and relax. Enjoy. Yes, yes, it looks like you will. Okay, and then the, the next picture is it looks like lamb chops. Where's this one taken? Lamb chops. It's lamb chops. So this is from uh one of the places I normally uh, suggest for lunch. Okay. It's Quintanova. So uh, it's uh, it's Portuguese food, but actually with a modern look. It, it's gorgeous. But And uh, it's outside. You don't see it here, but it's outside on the balcony. And you are surrounding by the vineyards. Okay. Uh, and you can have a wine tasting. You can make a wine pairing with the food. Yes. Yeah, it looks awesome. All right, and then uh, I think this is our last picture, and this is looking over a river with a terracotta-roofed building and loads of vines. Yes, welcome to the Douro Valley. Yes. <laughs> Basically, you see the Douro River down there, and that's a winery, and you can see that the valley is like that, just mountains, mountains, uh, miles and miles and miles of mountains, mm-hmm. handmade, and everything still today, practically, it's all done by hand. Wow. So I'm looking at, you know, just what looks appear some roads between the between the vineyards. It's, it, it looks like, first off, it's beautiful. Second off, you want to hire transportation, I'm guessing, because it looks like maybe you get lost. But it would, be, yeah. it would be a beautiful way to get lost. But <laughs> I, exactly, you said it all. I, you want to lose on purpose on this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's the end of my pictures, and those are the ends of my formal questions. I'm glad we know what you do, why people should really, really go to Portugal to check out the wine scene there. Um, is there anything that I've not covered that you want to put in there? Uh, when are you booking out? When do you think is an appropriate timeline? Uh, you know, because we're in this post-COVID phase. So we are ready. Portugal, it's actually, we are opening everything. Okay. So in the beginning of June, it was the third phase. And the hotels are open. Okay. The restaurants are open. So we are everything ready. Okay. Now it's just uh, depending of the opening the borders. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, can you just tell us one more time where people your website and then um, and then we'll be good. 
Okay, so you can find more information in all my contact in my website, uh, mel-privatetours.com. Yes, and if you are listening to the podcast, it will be in the show notes. You'll see Miguel's picture, and you can just click on that. It'll have all his contact information, his website, all the places on social media that you can find him, and it'll be just all in one place right there. And then if you are watching this on YouTube or Instagram, it will be in the notes directly below this video. So you can find all his information there. All right, Miguel, I thank you so much for being my guest. It's been really exciting. And I personally hope that thank you. we will get back to Portugal because it's one of our favorite countries. And, you know, it's our it's our daily wine. So I I want to go. <laughs> looking forward. Looking uh, forward to meet you, Megan, and uh, looking forward for all that wants really to come and to understand. Uh, I'm ready. I'm open. Yes. Come when you want. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week to Travel Ready Podcast. Thank you, Miguel, very much. Thank you. Okay, thank and you. Goodbye. Bye-bye.